Hello and welcome back to the Miss Amanda Chen Show. We're now in season four of the 100 Masked Men series where I anonymously interview different men from all walks of life about masculinity, sex and relationships, and how that contributes to our self-worth. Now that we're in the home stretch of the series, this week's theme is all about getting into new relationships. Masked Man number 92 is the one that got away. He shares his love story on finding the right person at the wrong time. They dated briefly, separated, and then came back together 10 years later and recently just got married. In this episode, we talk about what love means and how we prove our love to someone versus how someone has to prove their love to us. We talk about compromise and what that means to truly work together in a relationship rather than one person just conceding to let the other person win, maybe to avoid a fight or something. So let's get into it. I hope you enjoy the show. So I actually met my wife 13 years ago now, almost 14 years ago. We met when I when we were in college. She went to a different college than I did. Uh, I think we met online or, online or something. And we dated for a little bit back then. And then I broke up with her. I broke it off with her because I was dumb, I guess. I was just young and dumb. I was about to turn 21. I was, yeah, I was young and dumb. So 10 years later, we, we dated our people. She went off and dated somebody else. I went off and dated somebody else. And we went through our lives and not really thinking about if, you know, ever getting back together. It wasn't like a conversation we had. So 10 years later, I got back. I was overseas. I got back and I just randomly contacted her because I always wondered. I was like, yeah, I wonder what she's doing. Because to me, she was always the one that kind of, I don't want to say got away because I'm the one that messed it up. <laughs> but uh, she was always the one that I was like, All right, I, wonder, I wonder how she's doing. I wonder what she's doing. I wonder if she's okay. Because she's just a super genuine person. So I ended up contacting her and she wasn't in a relationship and nor was I. And uh, I was like, hey, we should, you know, catch up. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah, three years later, we are married. So wow. kind of interesting story. Yeah, yeah That's crazy beautiful. Story. Do people ever challenge you and say like, oh, right person, wrong time? You know, do you believe in that now? Uh, I definitely believe in that. Like right person, wrong time situation. Because I believe she was the right person. Because when we met met up again, it was almost like nothing changed. We just kind of just got right back into it. And um, so definitely right person, wrong time. We were young. I think she was what? She was 18. I was 19 or 20 turning 21. So we were young. We were just young and you know, we don't really know what we wanted. So it was definitely the wrong time, but I, she was definitely the right person because I never forgot about her ever in life, even through all the people that I went through and, and that I talked to and dated and this is that and the third. And she's the one person I never forgot about. So I definitely believe in that for sure. How long were you dating before you guys broke up? I want to say maybe like three months, maybe. A couple. Oh, no, just, wow. It was months. Yeah, Very it was short. short. It was short. It was super short. Yeah. We had connection like right from the jump. Right away, it was like connection right from the jump. Like we laugh about anything, you know, we have a good time, even if it's just us sitting around or us doing something or us traveling. Like it was connection from back then. And there's still connection like 10 years later. So here's my case. Like, I think a lot of women would hope for that kind of situation, you know, like things just didn't work out the first time and then he comes back and it's even better than it was before. But how often would a guy come back? Because if I were to ask this question to most guys, if they left, if they walked out, if they fucked up, I don't know if they would have the courage to come crawling back in that sense, right? It's always about like moving forward and all of that. I guess it depends on what you do. Like it wasn't a sense like I didn't like cheat on her or do something like that. My thing was I left that relationship because I was like, I like her a lot, but 
I was like, well, why do I like her? And that question was coming up because I'd gotten out of a, a relationship with, with my, my very first girlfriend, basically, like the first person I ever fell in love with. I got out of a relationship with her and there were a lot of similarities between my ex and her. And I started to question myself, like, do I like her because I like my, still like my ex? Do I like her because she like looks similar to my ex? Like, why do I, do I like her genuinely? You know what I'm saying? So I made the decision to be like, I'm confused and I'm not going to drag you down my confusion. So I know it, it hurt her. It sucks. I felt like I was, I wasn't being genuine. I was like, I'm, I'm eventually going to do something that's going to like hurt you 10 times more because I don't know. Like I'm, I'm confused right now. I don't know. So, so I think to me, I had to get over my past relationship ish still, which I was like, I thought I was over it, but then it kind of crawled upon me like, wait, am I with this person because of this? Or am I with this person because I actually genuinely care for her or I actually genuinely love her? So, yeah. How did you find out that you were confused? Because most people kind of just go into the relationship and then find different reasons to kind of fall apart, right? It was just a feel thing, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. On top of that, me turning 21 also. It's like a feeling of like, man, do I really want to be in a relationship? And I, like, maybe do I just want to go out and have a good time? Like, uh, I was just, I was just all over the place. And I was like, maybe I'm not ready for, to be in a relationship yet. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'm not fully, fully healed, if you will. I was, I was kind of like going silent too. I was kind of like not, not doing the things that a dude that wants to be with a girl is supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that kind of thing, that kind of stuff. How long ago was this? Because I think now it's a little bit more open. And that's how I guess a lot of toxic relationships exist today in the sense that there's a lot of women that are allowing men to be in non relationships where they would give them all of the emotional support without the commitment of needing to be in a relationship. So if somebody is confused, it's non-committal for them anyway. So they just kind of stick into it and, and keep that comfort versus I think back in your day, it was black and white, you know, like you're either in the relationship or you're not, there isn't this, like, we're just talking concept before uh this was back in 2009 okay 2009 2010 that concept was still back then too of just like like gray area it wasn't always black and white there's always this gray area like when you when you're not upfront with your intentions there's always a gray area because nobody really knows like like what are you doing like what are we there's always that little thing that was the one thing in, in the relationships that i've been is like what are we are we this or are we that are we together or are we not you know, there's always kind of that gray area. Was that something that women would ask you about or something that you would approach them about? Mostly women would ask me about that. I think maybe I've asked maybe one, one person that, but it was mostly women would ask me like, what are we? Even like my wife, <laughs> my, even my wife, when we started like kind of dating again, she was like, when she asked me like, like, Hey, like, are we, are you going to ask me like to be your girl? I was like, wait, I, I thought you were my girl because I'm spending all this time with you and doing all these things for you. Like I thought that was the thing. And she's like, well, no, you got to communicate that. And I was like, oh. So mm-hmm. uh, it was majority women. And maybe, and maybe that was my fault of not specifically communicating the intention, which that's something I learned later on in life. It's like communicate your intention 24 seven. Like don't, no gray area. Like I don't like gray area now. Like I just, I can't stand it when people were kind of like, well, like, well, what do you mean? What you say? You know, what do you, what do you want? Like, what is it that you actually want? So what did you learn from your past relationships over the last 10 years that you're going to carry forward into this new relationship? Communication, like unadulterated, pure communication is the one thing that I've picked up through other relationships. I think before I was like, I don't want to say a nice guy. I think before I was like, I thought I was being nice 
like by not bringing up touchy subjects, by not talking about stuff, I thought, okay, I'm just, I thought I was being nice. And to me, that's like now that I'd like you understand, like that's not, you're not being nice. You're being passive or whatever the case may be. You're not actually being nice. That's not being nice is actually communicating with somebody and telling them your intentions, although they may take it the wrong way. That is actually the right thing to do. That's you're supposed to do that. Is there a specific topic or an example that you can share? That's like one thing you're really uncomfortable about talking about because you just want to be nice. There's a ton of them. (laughs) Like, for example, there's this thing where like a woman will ask a guy like, oh, you know, or who is this? Or, or like, what's going on here? Or the case may be. And guys, I don't want to get an argument with you or I don't want to bring it up because, you know, I'm trying to think about your feelings or whatever the case may be. So that you're like trying to be nice, but you're actually ruining that situation because it's like, you can just be upfront. Allow the person to say their piece. If it's something that they don't like, then allow them to not like it at that moment in time. But, you know, and then at that point, it's not up to you. It's not your fault per se you told them the truth you said your piece you said what it was they asked you a question you answered it and then from there you just kind of go from there so that's always a situation that i struggle with it was like when somebody would ask me something i would always go the route of like uh, 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 uh. <laughs> i would go that route instead of just being oh that's jessica from the third grade da, 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 and just being upfront with it so Why? even though it was even though it was nothing even though it was like it's like it's probably it's it's literally nothing but I think it's this innate thing in men that it's like, I don't, it's hard to explain, but it's this, it's this innate thing in guys that just be like, oh, I don't want the argument. So I'm just kind of just going to dismiss it instead of talking about it. So are you just trying to turn down the conversation or are you trying to diffuse the attention away from the topic? I'm trying to diffuse attention away from the topic. If I know the person that I'm with, like over the, my previous relationships, the people that I was with, they were like jealous-ish. So like, even if I just said, hey, that's Kim, my friend from fifth grade, you know, she invited us to a barbecue. Like this happened once. I, I had a friend that invited us to a barbecue, both of us, me and the person I was with at the time. And she got mad about it. I'm like, she, she's inviting both of us, not just me. The you know what I mean? Like, what is so scary about just being honest about that? Was there a really terrible situation where she was like shouting at you after this? So what if there's someone on your phone? You know, like how, how dramatic it's, is it going to be? Are you talking about that person or just in general? In general, because I'm curious to like why guys do that. I hear the comment. It's always like, oh, I'm afraid of, you know, her getting mad or getting jealous or just having this conversation turn into an argument. But what is that? Does it actually turn into that level? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it depends on who you're with. Try not to make it like a woman and man thing, but it kind of is. I believe that women are innately possessive in a sense like if they're with someone they're like oh you're you're mine in a sense like you're the dude that i'm with right not all women some women so if another woman tries to step in or if a woman from your past like you say something about women from your past women will automatically have this thing of like even if you're not saying anything bad like they'll have this thing of whether it's jealousy or whether it's like they don't want to hear that so they'll get mad at you about it which then turns around and makes the dude is like okay why was i even being honest with you it'd be better to just not say it like what's the point of me saying it what's the point of me going into that conversation when it's really nothing really nothing like what's mm-hmm. the point of us going to that conversation if you're not emotionally ready to hear that information and i think it has to do with maturity a little bit of just hearing that i had a friend in the past that was my friend or i had a somebody i dated in the past whatever the case this makes me think of an example 
pretty recently, I had an ex that uh, ghosted me. He didn't even tell me, he just like ghosted me. And we were in a full-blown relationship for like a couple months. And then he just disappeared. And then he messaged my friend. And at the beginning, uh, we both met each other. Like my friend and I met him. And uh, my friend asked me, would I be okay if they talked? And at first I was kind of like, you know what? I'm chill. Everything's fine. You guys can be friends. You guys can have your own separate relationship. I don't care. Then she told me that he texted her and like asked about me and I just lost it. And I'm trying to process why I lost it. I was like, I'm so angry. And I was expressing this anger to her because I was jealous. I was like, why is this guy talking to her? Or why does this guy have more respect for her and not me to reply to her and not to me? And it took me to process those emotions and then realize like, wait a minute, this has nothing to do with respect or whether or not he likes her, he likes me, whatever. It's He doesn't have the courage to directly speak to me that he has to go through other means to find out about me. So when I hear a girl that's kind of possessive about who she's with, you know, that screams a lot of insecurity there of like, hey, I need to feel like we're together. And when you speak to these other women that I don't know about or whatever the situation is, like, I'd appreciate if we can communicate better about that so that I don't feel nervous. So I don't feel disrespected. So if that conversation was going to happen again, where just a random other girl is just inviting you to a party, both of you, you know, and she's kind of just weird about it, like she's not going to bring it up. She's not going to explain why. So how would you want to bring up the conversation a little bit more to be like, hey, like I can sense, obviously, like you're not chill about it. You're just pretending you are. How do we navigate around that so that she feels a little bit more comfortable? I would just communicate better with the person. And I would try to understand where she's coming from in a sense, like, like, why do you feel this way? I feel like that's something that's deeply rooted. I always think about like, it doesn't have anything to do with the situation at hand. It has something to do with something else. It's whatever is deeply rooted inside you to to make you feel that way whether it's past stuff whether it's something that i possibly did to you or whether it's something that another guy did to you it's deeply rooted i would have to have a conversation with that person instead of getting mad at them and telling them how like freaking crazy they are or whatever the case may be is to communicate and ask them like why why do you feel like why what is something that i did is something that somebody else did back and we talk about it in the past i wouldn't do that in the past i would just be like oh you sound you sound crazy that's what i would say you just you sound crazy but with my like with my wife, we've like we've gone to therapy to like address certain things like that. Communicate better for like for example, for me to, to like just say what is on my mind. For me to say, hey, this is this person inviting me out. She feels some way about it, and then we communicate in regards to like well, why do you feel that way? And then from there, make a decision and say, okay, maybe you're not ready. Maybe I'll, I'll tell my friend another time. Whatever the case would be. Before it would just be like, yeah, we're going, or I'm gonna go, or da da da. Whatever the case would be, because this has nothing to do with me kind of deal so mm, I like that that you have that discussion and then if the other person isn't ready then you both stand on that versus like oh well you're not there yet so I'm just going to go on my own I think we're so tied to our own independence to be free to choose our own choices well how was your feelings about doing that like did you feel a loss of freedom or did you feel more empowered that you guys are doing this together a little bit of both yeah <laughs> oh yeah because I, I'm, a, I'm a very like independent person extremely independent like I don't need anybody for anything I can do everything myself that's how I am and yeah it kind of like 
damn, am I losing my freedoms? Like, can I not go do stuff now? Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel that a little bit. But I always try to make myself understand, like, okay, you're not in this alone. Like, don't forget who you are. Don't lose yourself, but you're not in this alone. And sometimes there's times where I'll have to. And there's times where I have, like, not done something because she didn't feel good about it. So I just, I didn't do it. But, and then there's also other times where I was like, okay, it's got to be a compromise here. Like I did it last time. And then this time I have to go do this thing, but I'll be back or I've got to go do this thing, but everything will be fine in a sense. So it's like, it's give and take. I don't know. It's hard to explain give and take, but I do have, I do feel a sense of like, damn, losing my freedom. But at the same time, feel a sense of like, damn, I do feel like we are, are getting better. And, and it's funny because like me and my wife, we've gotten so much better from like three years ago to like now, so much better, so much better in that sense of like, because, you know, like I said, I'm independent. So something like I'll go off and go do something that doesn't involve her, whatever the case may be. And, and like, she's totally, she's not totally okay with it now, but she's so much better with it now than it was than she was before. Yeah. How do you communicate that? Because I think a lot of the time guys in relationships, they just like leave and go do something by themselves with like no explanation. And mm-hmm. for anyone that would have attachment issues would be like, why did this person just walk out? Like, am I losing a boyfriend today? And then they'll come back later and be like, oh, you know, I just wanted a day to myself, whatever. It's just the the zero communication part that is really like alarming to me. So mm-hmm. do you guys have like um, a method for alerting each other of like, hey, like I need some space today. So I'm going to go do this, like a prompt or something. I don't know if it's like a, a prompt or we have like a protocol for it. I think it's just, I told her from the very beginning, like I'm the kind of person that like in our house, I need a space just for me in our house. Like I need like a little den where I can just go to and just kind of get away. I told her that from the very beginning and her getting an understanding of who I am. I think that's like the protocol. Like she understands like who I am, where it's like, I need to go off and go do this thing. And she'll be like, okay, just be safe. And like, but, but communicating it hundred percent is where it has to be before it goes down communicating, even like this podcast. Like I had to like, I communicate with her, let her know, like, hey, I'm going to be on this thing. We're going to talk about this, this, that, and the third. And she was okay with it. She's fine. So then I go do what I got to do at that point. As long as she's okay with it, I go do what I got to do. As long as I'm not coming home to like an angry wife, then I'll go do what I got to do. And as long as she understands. And, but at the same time, like I have to also understand when she is, you know, feeling a specific way that I have to try my best to understand, even though I have my own selfish, like, damn, let me go do this thing. This is the thing that I want to do. Like, I want to go do this. This is, I have to like, I have to kick back my ego a little bit and and be okay, cool. I did it last time. All right. I have to, what do you want to do this time? Kind of do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's really big to communicate before you do something instead of apologize after, because maybe you don't even want to apologize after because you're in your own right to go do whatever you want to do. But now you feel guilty because someone was upset about something you didn't say that you were going to do. And you're just like, why do I have to tell you? So Mm -hmm. I think- there's a lot of stigma with guys that are like, my wife doesn't rule me. Like, I don't have to ask permission from her all the time. Like, how would you explain that it's not about permission? It's more about like mutual respect. Exactly. It's definitely not about permission because I'm the kind of person where I was like, I'm not asking you to go do something. Like, I shouldn't have to ask somebody to go do something. So it's definitely not about permission. It's 100% about respect to like understand that this person has this thing that they want to do. If I love them, then I have to respect the thing that they're doing and vice versa. Yeah, it's 100% about respect. So what does respect look like for you in a relationship? Even though you don't like something, 
you do it anyways, not because you love them necessarily, it's because you respect them, you respect the way they think about something, you respect their thoughts, you respect that they have your best interest at hand, even if it doesn't seem like it. Do you have an example of something like that? So I played, I played professional basketball for about 10 years and overseas. So I would always have to leave. And she got the last three years of me playing, but I would have to leave. And if she didn't respect my decision-making, she would have a, a tougher time with it. Because it, it, it's not really about love at that point. Because love would be like, oh, I need you to stay here. Like, where are you going? Stay here. But it's about like, I respect that you're doing what you got to do. I respect that what you're, what you're you're doing is going to also benefit us, even though she doesn't like it. She doesn't like me being away for four or five, six, seven, sometimes eight months. But I believe she respects me enough to be like, okay, I believe you're making the right decision. To me, I don't think it's about love necessarily. It's not only about love, let me say. It's not only about love. I think it has to do with respect also. Like, I respect that you're making the right decision for yourself and hopefully for us to do what you're doing. So I'll probably use that one if that fits. I think so. Okay. Then what does love mean to you in a relationship? That's a tough question for me. <laughs> That's such a tough question for me because I believe respect trumps love more than love trumps respect. I believe respect trumps love. How do you love somebody without respecting them, in my opinion? I don't know how to explain that one. Love to me is a, is a feeling thing. I can't like explain love. I can explain everything else, but I can't explain like love. It's a feel thing. It's like, I feel that I love you. Or I feel that I have love for you, whatever the case may be. So I guess being a little more specific on your question so I can get an understanding of how to answer if it's a feeling what does it feel like like do you feel different when you're around them do you think about them all the time do you look at things differently like what what's it like when you're in love versus when you're not when I'm in love versus not I think about them all the time every decision that I make I think about them so I guess but again I don't know if that's respect is that respect or is that love like I don't know Every decision that I make, I think about like, okay, well, what is she going to think? Or what does she feel about it? And then I'll call her right away or whatever the case may be. Wanting to be around the person. Love is such a weird thing to explain for me. Like, <laughs> it's such a weird thing for me. Because I, like, I didn't say I love you until I turned 18. Like, not even to my parents. Like, I didn't say I love you. Like, it just in our culture, it wasn't. That's not like a, nobody just be out there saying I love you all the time. Like, in our family. That didn't happen until like later on in life. So I guess I picked up love like later. And to, I guess love was just, it was just, a, I don't know how to explain it. It's just a feel like I want to be around you more than I want to be around other people. I want to talk to you more than I want to talk to other people. I want to start a family with you more than I ever wanted to start with anybody else. So it's like, I don't know. That's the best way I can explain it. <laughs> I'm really bad at like that stuff. Okay. I mean, that's good. Yeah. If, you know, you're trying and that's the point, right? Like, it's a very touchy subject, especially if you've never talked about it with your family. So you have no example for it, right? And then you mm. can't even decide if that's the right vocabulary or if it's just other levels of respect or admiration for somebody, right? So what was your family dynamic like growing up? Did you have siblings? Where were you brought up? And what was the childhood you had? So I was born in, in Cameroon, West Africa. And I came here to America when I was like four years old. There's a total of five of us now. So growing up in my house, I guess just kind of the way my dad is, my mom is like, again, again, with the whole like the love you thing, like it wasn't spoken. It was just felt like you knew your parents loved you because of the things that they did. Like my dad wasn't going to be like, I love you so much. And that wasn't my dad. My dad just showed that he loved us in different ways, in ways of like <laughs> paying the bills in ways of 
taking care of us. If we wanted to do something like recreationally sports or something, he would pay for that stuff like that. He would just, he would be there and he would be a, a good dad, but in the sense of like, Oh, let's go outside and play catch. And I love you so much. And kisses on the forehead. Like that's not what it was. It was just, I'm going to show you, I love you by caring for you. I'm going to show you, I love you by doing the things that I'm, I need to do to make sure that you grow up to be a good person kind of deal. And growing up, you don't really understand that. You're kind of like, I'm like, come on, like, dad, let's go play catch. But when you, but when you get older, you're like, oh, I get it. I, I see what you're doing. But at the same time, I want to make sure that I don't like do that with my kids. I don't want to just like not tell my kids, you know, I love you. Like, <laughs> that's not, that's also not super mm-hmm. duper healthy at the same time. It's kind of made me who I am, which isn't bad, but I see the flaws. I was like, yeah, I don't like when it comes to like showing a whole bunch of love, like lovey-dovey and stuff like that. That's not who I am. I'm not really like that. And, and that's an issue. Like there's an issue sometimes with my wife, but I've gotten much better at it. I'm still, it's still a work in progress. Yeah. And I think like, it's hard if you don't even know how to define it to then express it because the only mm-hmm. performances or actions that you've seen are the way people care right? That means like they want to make sure that you're good. They want to make sure you're fed. They want to make sure you're taken care of. That's care. But love, Mm -hmm. like I still am unclear what that definition looks like for you because what would it look like? Like what would be an act of love that someone can give to you today that you'd be like, oh man, I truly feel loved. Like to me, like if someone does something for me, that's like out of the norm. I'm not talking about like, oh, you buy me in and out or something. I'm talking like if somebody does something for me, like out of the norm, then I'll be like, damn, you actually care about me. I can tell like you actually care about me. Now. And and then that's to me, that's what my respect thing turns on. Like, <laughs> it's like a, my respectful thing will be like, OK, I respect this person. I don't care what this person does. I respect them 10 times, too. Like if you care about me, if, if you're around when I'm like down or if something is wrong, that's how I know you care. That's how I know you actually like, quote, unquote, I guess, love me. If somebody just says, I love you, I'll be like, okay, right. I hear you, but I don't see you. You know what I'm saying? I hear you, but you have to like prove it in a sense. You can't just say, I love you with no action. That doesn't make sense. Like, because anybody can say, I love you. Everybody uses the word, oh, love you, or I love you. They'll just use it in passing. And it's like, that's cool, but I don't really love you unless I prove to you that I love you. Or you don't really love me until you prove it. Like, you have to prove it to me. People, other people may look at it differently, but to me, I look at it as like, I need something tangible to be like you love, like you love me. I need something tangible. Okay, well, what's an example that someone has done for you that was like, "Yo, this person loves me." When I was gonna buy this house initially, when I was looking to buy this house because I was gonna buy this house as like an investment property thing, but because I was playing overseas, the United States didn't know like what my income was per se because I was making money in other countries, so it make it makes it harder for someone to buy a house. So. Yeah, she's my girlfriend at the time. I didn't even, I, was, I didn't propose to her yet. She's my girlfriend at the time. And she accepted to be like a co-signer to, for me to be able to get this house. And that right there, I was like, I'm, I'm never letting you go. You care. You care enough to put your credit on the line. And I think she respected me enough to be like, okay, you're good with money. You manage money properly. So maybe that's why she wasn't worried. But at the same time, that's still a scary thing to do with somebody that you're, you're not even married with. I didn't even propose to her at the time. So that to me, let me know, like, you love me or you care for me enough to do something like that. And that that's what that told me. That was that was a situation that I can tangibly I would have to think about other situations for other past people. But with her, that's what I that's one thing that I was like, OK, yeah, I'm marrying you. <laughs> that's beautiful. 
Okay. I want to challenge you on that because you gave me all of the reasons why it was a no brainer for her to co-sign, you know, like you guys are already dating. You've already known each other 10 years before. It's very clear that you guys have a connection. She trusts you obviously. So all of those things already suggest like, regardless if she was your future wife, friend, relative, anybody, that's a no brainer that someone would just do that without thinking, right? Because you are strong financially, right? And the only reason why this wasn't something that you could do alone was just because of paperwork, right? Mm-hmm. So that I would say doesn't suggest that this person loves you. That just suggests that this person is, you know, competent, smart, knows exactly like what's up, right? And, you know, it worries me to think that love has to be a demonstration, that you have to put an action mm-hmm. to it because mm-hmm. then you can only receive love when you deserve it or or vice versa you know what i mean so mm-hmm. oh i love you today so i'm going to do something about that this is my like show of love where love should be eternal like it should just be available 24/7 like it, love should be like air that you breathe right cuz otherwise if you're counting pebbles of like which pieces are love and which pieces are not then you can then quantify and say one person loves you more than the other and that's when mm-hmm. we get into danger zone, right? I don't know. Because for me, initially, for me to know that you love me, you have to, something has to be done. Like there needs to be some sort of action. There needs to be something that goes past just the words. But once that has been established, right? I trust, I respect, and I love you all in one motion. I don't expect anything from you at that point. That's kind of how I am. I don't, I don't expect you to keep doing things for me to love you. I already love you at that point. Or I already respect you highly. I don't expect you to do anything. You're not, I don't expect you to like keep doing actions to prove that you love me. No, no, I just, it's this one aha moment that in my mind that clicks to me is like, oh, they love me. I'd like it. They actually love me. And then at that point, it's like, not that you can do whatever you want. Of course, you still got to act right, but. <laughs> you you're able to like with me I don't expect anything from you at that point because I know that you I know you genuinely care for me without anything else I know you at that point you genuinely actually care for me so I don't know that's for me that's how I look at it my wife doesn't have to keep doing actions of love like she doesn't have to keep doing stuff I know that she loves me even like even if she couldn't do something I still know she loves me because Mm -hmm. she's proven it in a sense she's proven that she loves you but if it was just words, how would I ever know? If somebody just says, I love you, there's people that have said, I love you to me in the past. And then they end up doing something crazy or they end up leaving. Or I've said, I love you in the past. And then I've ended up doing something crazy or end up leaving. So just the words, I love you, don't mean 100%. Don't mean it's 50% of the game. I love you. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate it. And then the rest of it has to come. Because if it doesn't, the rest of it doesn't come, then how do I know you love me if you don't show it in a sense? So. Is it a tally? Like she reaches a certain point where you're like, oh, wow, this person cares for me. Or is it one thing that's memorable that you're like, click, that's it. I know she loves me. She doesn't have to prove it anymore. One thing that's memorable for me. It's like an aha moment. It's like, I think it's person to person also. Because if I think about like my ex, I think about like, she did certain things that like she she did something that like, okay, man, I think that thing this girl loves me. But then she was so wishy-washy with her the way she was like, she was like up and down, up and down, up and down. Like she would do one thing one day to be like, man, that's crazy. That's awesome. I love you. And then the next day it would be something just wild. And I'd be like, what the hell's going on? But with my wife, my wife is consistent, genuinely consistent. And if you're not consistent, if you're just like all over the place, then now you're confusing people. So 
but she's genuinely consistent where it's like, I never have to second guess if she loves me because I believe she has my best interest at heart. I believe she genuinely cares for me and my family. I believe that she's the right person that, yeah, that's what I believe. So it's not this, I don't keep a tally on her. That'd be crazy if I didn't like, oh, you didn't do my laundry today? That's crazy. Like, you know, I don't keep a tally on her. It was that one thing for me. And then after that, it was like, I don't expect anything. The things that you do, I appreciate you highly for those things. But to me, if I were to die tomorrow or something like that, I could die happy knowing that you love me. I know you love me. Just a few, I know in, deep down in my soul and my heart that you love me. Yeah, I think a lot of women wouldn't see it that way. Like there's just one thing that a guy does and be like, oh, that's it. Like, I know he loves me because I think like you just said with your wife, like she demonstrates her love to you on a consistent basis so that you never have to think about it twice. You're like, clearly this person loves me. She does this loving gesture all day, every day. And I think a lot of the time women receive that from men at the beginning of a relationship. And then once maybe they get that one thing that they're just like, oh, she loves me now. I can chill. I can stop. That's when there's the challenge of, oh, does he still like, love me the same way? Because now he's like just more relaxed and he's not like doing all these things that he used to do. Mm. And, you know, that begins this trust issue of like, did I choose the right one? Because he was acting a different way before and then now he's not. So what are your thoughts on that? Like change of behavior after you're like, yeah, clearly this person loves me now. Like, do you change behavior? Have you done that in the past? No, no. Uh, if for me, no, because I, even though somebody says, oh I, oh, I know this person loves me now. Like there's no expectation. The moment I stop doing certain things, I understand that too. Like it's, you have to find like a medium with like everything. I understand that too. Like, I can't just stop. Like, oh, cool. She loves me now. I right, cool. I go, oh, I like, oh, I gotcha. Like, oh, it's, you're not done. You have to keep going. It's, a, it's like a job. I have to keep going. Like with my wife, like my wife likes flowers, right? And flowers to me are like, I don't understand flowers. They just die. Like, I don't get that. But for me, I have to constantly be putting that in my head. Like, oh, my life does like flowers. I do not go get flowers today. For the case be. And just keep doing it. Just so I show you that I still, I care about you. Even though I know you love me, I'm not doing it to, rack up the tallies i'm doing this because i know what you like and i know that if i stop doing it you're gonna look at me sideways or you're gonna or you're gonna like or just the relationship would just go bad if somebody stops like showing that you care so even though i know she loves loves me and even though she knows that i love her there's still this thing of like okay i still have to like you still got to do things you go through life you still have to do things to show that you love them but i'm talking i'm talking about that deep rooted just like i love you and i'm not going nowhere no matter what it's for me, it's that one thing that like, boom, that aha moment of like, yeah, this person's for me. And then so, if they continue doing it, it's just at that point, it's just consistency. Discipline, okay. I guess. Did you receive an affirmation that she loves you first or did you fall in love first? I think she fell in love first. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember she, she told me she loved me on New Year's and I hadn't felt it yet. So I didn't say it. I hadn't felt it yet. So I was like, oh, I, I just, I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> I didn't say because. That's how I am. I don't like just throwing that word around as if it's nothing because that, that word means something. At least it means something. It's like, I, I can't just throw that word around because anybody, I could say I love the freaking ring light. I could say I love my phone. I could say I love, you know, Jimmy down the street or my neighbor, but I don't really love you yet until I feel it. So, but she was the first one to say it first. And then for me, it was after. What changed 
what's the difference between you liking this person, dating this person to like, oh, I'm in love? Like, did it hit you in the face? Like, how did it happen? Again, with the like, like basketball stuff, when I was playing overseas and stuff like that. Just seeing her in, endure that, endure being away for a certain amount of time, even though like that's something that is tough for her, being away from the person that she loves like that. That's something that's tough for her. And her even enduring that for, I don't know, two years and like that. I was like, okay, I love you. Like, I was like, I love you. I, I love you for, for going through this shit. Like, I appreciate you for going through this shit. Um, so I think, I think it was then. It was like, it was something, had something to do with basketball. And then with the house thing, that just took over the top. But had something to do with basketball. To call me crying and stuff like that because it's tough. It's not easy. Like, I, and I understand that it's not easy to be away from somebody. Like, like even in the military, people that are in the military, I'm sure, like, that's tough on their wives and stuff like that or vice versa. So I think it was that. It's like her allowing me to do the thing that I love doing, even though it hurts her. But she's, she's like, doesn't want to take away what makes me happy at the same time, even though what would make her happy is me being home. But what makes me happy is me going and doing that. That's what gives me my, my joy in life is going and doing that. And her not ripping that from me like majority of other people did or tried to do. That's when I was like, yeah, that's what made me like, okay, I love you. And for putting you through that, I love you. Yeah. And I apologize. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you need to apologize. That's your life choice, right? And yeah. I think what sucks is that we find a lot of people in the world that we like that we have connections with, but might not accept our choice of how we want to live our lives. You know, like, I don't know where I'm living next week. You know, I live in a very uncertain world and some people can't deal with that uncertainty and would want stability. Right. And I would always get myself in relationships where I would try to be like that person. So then I would start seeking stability and I just be not myself anymore for their sake. And then realizing mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with love. Right. It's just just trying to be with someone and the acknowledgement that you can, you know, rather than like, oh, actually this person respects me enough to let me do this. And, you know, I can do the same. So what would be an advice that you could give to some guys today about how to find that woman that would let you be yourself and, and make those choices and respect you for that, even though she might not like it? Because I think there's a lot of people already in our lives that do that but we don't pay them any mind because, you know, they don't bug you as much as someone that might bug you that doesn't want you to do the thing that you're doing. If you're a young guy listening to this and you, you have aspirations and things you want to do with your life, do not get in a relationship when you're young. Just don't do it. Unless you find somebody that, that can rock with it. It's so hard to find. You have to find somebody that's on the same wavelength as you. And if you don't find someone on the same wavelength as you, it's going to be miserable. Do not get in a relationship until you're ready to settle down. Until you're actually ready to settle down. Go do what you got to do. Go travel the world. Go start a business. Go do what you got to do. This, that, and the third. And maybe you'll get lucky enough to find a woman that's going to be like, you know what? I rock with you. Whatever you do. Rare, in my opinion. That's rare. But be single until you're ready to actually settle down. Because the moment you get in a relationship, it's not necessarily about only you. It's like a team. If I think about sports, it's like a team. It's like, I'm on a team now. And yes, I can score 30 points a game, but I can't do it myself. So I have to pass the ball from time to time. You know what I'm saying? I got I to gotta pass the ball. I have to, get, I have to get at least seven assists or else we lose. You know what I'm saying? She doesn't have to score 30 points. She can score 15. I'll score 30. Or maybe one day she scores 30 and I score like 10. 
but I have to assist the ball from time to time or else I'm just in this by myself. And if I'm gonna, and if I'm going to be in it by myself, then I might as well just be single and do it myself at that point. So that's kind of how I look at it. Don't do it until you're like ready mm. to actually settle down. And I think it was the right time with my wife because I'm 33 now. So I'm at the end of my career. So it was the right time because I have no desire to go back overseas and go play again. I just have no desire to. I have other things that I want to do now that I'm stepping into now and I'm home for that. So then it's like, she's cool with it because I'm here. And, you know, so it all kind of works out. But that would be my advice. Until you're ready to actually settle down or unless you find somebody that's on the, the same wavelength as you, don't. Just be just be single. It's okay to be single. <laughs> just be single and do what you got to do. That would be my advice. Yeah. Why do you think people don't want to be single when they should be? Because I think normal, natural human feeling, you want to be with someone. Like people want to be with people. Right? You want to be with someone that, you know, that you feel cares about you. Everybody wants that feeling of like, oh, I have that one person that, you know, they care about me, they love me, and what the case may be. I think also people don't want to be single because people are afraid to do it themselves. People feel like they need somebody else to like help them when all you really need is yourself. Like when you get in a relationship, you're not getting in a relationship with that person because that you're getting that person to help you. You get in a relationship with that person because your path is different, their path is different, but you guys are deciding to kind of do it together. Not we have to, I need, I need your help, so help me over here or help me over here. I know what I want, you know what you want. We're just going to do it like this. Instead of us doing it like this or instead of me doing it only, we're just going to do it like together in a sense. So, But I think people don't want to be alone because they're scared. They're scared to do it themselves. You know, that's what I think. Yeah, you're right. And I think um, that's a good example, like saying that people want help, right? Because, of course, no one wants to do it yourself. But like, that's the only way to grow and to be your mm -hmm. own version of yourself. You know, like otherwise you're in those relationships where it's like you complete me or I'm, I'm only complete with you kind of thing. And you're not a full, mm -hmm. full mm -hmm. person yet. Right. Just to play devil's advocate, what? Mm -hmm. What would you do if you found the love of your life, but you weren't ready for the relationship? How would you keep them in your life? Would you, or would you just hope that the universe will take you guys together again? If I found the love of my life, I wouldn't be with them if I was, yeah, I would, I don't, I don't know if it's the universe or whatever the case may be, but I wouldn't be with them because all I would do is just ruin it. I feel like it would be ruined because yes, you found the love of your life, but then the timing's all off. Everything's all wonky. And then now the love of your life turns into somebody that you you guys don't like, you don't like her anymore, or, or she doesn't like you anymore. You guys just are just all bad because the timing was off. So I'd probably just bounce. I'd probably just be like, yeah, this isn't, it's not right timing. If we're supposed to be together, then we'll come back. Yeah, I believe in that too. That's what I think. Yeah. My last question to you is what other topics or anything that jumped out at you from today's conversation that you'd like to invite another man to elaborate on in another episode on the show? The topic of like why men aren't upfront, why the courage goes away for men, majority of men, I would say, not all men, but the majority of men, that courage goes away. Like when it comes to like even just saying something to your girl or wife, what it could be, like why that goes away. I feel like that's not talked about a lot. I always talk with my wife all the time of just like, I feel like I know why it happened, but I feel like more men need to have that conversation or more people need to have that conversation to get an understanding of like, yeah, men go through some stuff too. And it may not be like what women go through, but it's like deep down inside. And I feel like whoever you talk to next, that'd be dope for them to talk about that. Like their experience yeah. with it. 
hopefully, hopefully they'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> What's the answer for you to that question, to why they kind of aren't able to, to get the courage to be straight up? The fear of women. The fear of, I'm just going to be honest, is I believe that it's the fear of women. I, women aren't, certain women, I'm not going to say all, certain women are not open. It's like a woman says they want the truth and you tell them the, the truth and the truth turns into something else. Like women, women have to try their best to be open. And I think that, again, I think that comes with maturity and like therapy. I honestly believe like, like when we, us going to therapy and stuff like that help a ton because then you start building these tools of how to deal with it. Not everybody has those tools. You don't just get those tools off the top of your head. If you don't know, you speak to someone that knows the tools and they give you the knowledge. So I honestly think like men are men fear that. It's like, we don't fear women. We're, like, we're not scared of you, but we're just scared of like the thing of like, damn, I don't, I don't want to make her feel bad. I don't want to get in an argument. I don't want to go down that road because if we go down that road, it normally doesn't end well. Women need to be more open to have that conversation to say, hey, oh, a guy could be like, hey, my ex called me yesterday. I just want to let you know. Oh yeah, oh, what happened? Da, da, da. And have the conversation instead of, hey, my ex called me yesterday. What? Da, da. Like turning, turning to something else. Be open with those things. More open, I believe. Mm. If women can be more open with those things, I honestly believe that you can solve a lot more issues. 100%. I remember this guy on my show. He ended up not being on my show because I interviewed him here in Mexico and like live. And then after the show, he tried to kiss me. And I was just like, this sucks. So I just like swerved my head. <laughs> and then I didn't have the strength at that time to tell him to leave or, you know, ask him mm -hmm. why he thought that he could just try and shoot a shot like that. So I let him eventually let himself leave, you know, whenever he was done having his conversation with me. And I was seeing a guy at that time and I was contemplating whether or not to tell him. And I don't know why I was thinking about that, like not telling him. So as soon as I got on the phone with him, I was like, hey, I got to tell you something like this thing happened. And I, I got the best response. He was like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. And you know what? Like, this is your show and you don't owe him anything. Like, who cares? Just don't publish his show. And I was like, oh, my God, I could do that. I forgot, you know, even though it is my show. And the fact that he wasn't like, who's this guy? How come you randomly brought a guy over? Blah, blah, blah. Like, that's such an unsafe thing to do. Like, he didn't punish me at all. And I was expecting, like, how did you get yourself into the situation? You know, like someone to just pin it on me. And mm -hmm. I was surprised. Like, I don't think we have those conversations because we anticipate just past versions of that where I think, like, the world has changed, you know, in 2021, that, mm -hmm. that we should just try and see, because um, we'll be surprised at how, how mature people are, because we just don't give them enough credit. I think it's honestly deep rooted in society, in, in, in a sense of like, telling somebody the truth, it's better to lie to people than tell them the truth. That's kind of how I believe that's kind of how society goes, which is the total opposite of what it should be. It goes down the road of like, oh, I, let me just lie to you because like, oh, I'm if I lie to you, then you won't be mad and everything will be okay and everything will be straight. You won't know. But that's like the total opposite. Like when you tell people the truth, they're like, oh my God, this is so crazy. This is horrible. No, I'm telling you the truth because I, I actually care about you. If I didn't care about you, I wouldn't tell you the truth. You know what I'm saying? It's honestly flipped. It's the opposite way when it should be this way. of like, I tell you the truth because I love you. If I lie to you, yes, it seems like I care about you, but I actually don't care about you because I'm not, I'm not helping you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I honestly think it's deep rooted in society, in culture, whatever the case would be. I think it's deeply rooted and people have to change that. People need to 
just be different just be different than, than what everybody else is doing because it's not working so yeah it's not and we yeah. have to like collectively all change because otherwise the worst thing is like you're just the only one that's doing it different and then you're exactly. just the weirdo over there you're crazy yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you're the weirdo exactly yeah. well this has been such a cool chat thank you so much for for taking the time today oh thank you for having me on the show i appreciate it One thing I love about this show is the surprise and hearing some crazy love stories. Like this guy is all in for his wife and it shows that we can really get the relationship we want. What are your thoughts? And are there any brave men out there willing to chat with me about why men don't seem to have the courage to be upfront with women? Make sure to subscribe. And if you'd like to be on the show or know of someone with a unique perspective, slide into my DMs at Miss Amanda Chen on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday with more episodes of The 100 Masked Men.